Day. Party with drink specials and a poster giveaway. And Saturday night, ring in the new year with the Force for Takeover Night. It's all at Shields Arena with Force Hockey. 790 AM, 104.7 FM, KFJO.com, the KFJO mobile app. Follow 790 KFJO on Twitter. Like the KFJO Morning Crew on Facebook. Ah, Mighty 790 welcomes the Swan. Josh Swanson from Heard It Here on our brother station, 740 The Fan, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. He follows the Herd, and he joins us this morning. We're talking about the national championship coming up between South Dakota State and North Dakota State down in Frisco, Texas. Good morning, Swan. Morning, fellas. I heard uh, living in America, and I was dancing around my bathroom in my Rocky Balboa shorts, getting Woo! ready to throw some uh, punches at the at the big Russians. The James Brown of Maddox is what they uh, <laughs> see with you, right? Absolutely. I got those same sweet feet and moves, Doug. <laughs> oh, hey, Swan. Before we get into football, I I'm still I still get jacked up for NDSU and UND uh, basketball. I'm a uh, Part of me is a little bit disappointed that takes place during the holiday break without the without the students in class. But uh, I mean, it, it's still it is still probably one of the the marquee winter events when NDSU and UND play basketball. Yeah, and uh, you know, hopefully NDSU can turn it around and get some momentum going headed into twenty twenty three because it's been a pretty pretty rough start on the men's side of the ledger for Dave Richmond and the guys. So a win to, to wrap up 2022 against North Dakota would be uh, just the medicine the doctor ordered. Having seen a lot of those ball games, though, I mean, what are they, 3-8? and eight? Yeah, we were looking this morning, uh, Swan. They're the best 3-8 yeah. the basketball team in the mid-majors right now. They, they're pretty good. They just haven't been able to finish. Yeah, the, the inconsistency is, is probably one thing that, that jumps out a little bit. There's spurts of games where they, they play pretty well, but then other – other stretches where, you know, like in St. Thomas last week, they get down by 17 in the second half and have to claw back. And when the three-pointers aren't falling, that's a tough thing to do to, to get back from double digits in the second half. So hopefully they can right the ship heading into 2023 because the Summit League, you know, South Dakota State, they're struggling a little bit. They had a big loss to Oral Roberts by 30 within the last 10 days. So it's a, a real interesting It'll be a real interesting mix to see with the Summit League now that we get into the heart of conference plays all of all. Well, Swan, I mean, Dan will be the nice guy, and I'll be the not-as-nice guy. And, I, you know, the three wins, two of them are against Waldorf and Crown College. I mean, it's not exactly, uh, you know, you know, top-end competition on that. So what what do they need to do to turn it around? I think the you have a lot of new guys on this year's roster, and, and I don't want to draw a comparison and say it's like that team that had Vinny Shahid and Tyson Ward when – they struggled a little bit coming out of the gate, and they got red hot and ended up winning the Summit League and, and playing in the first four and beating North Carolina Central and playing Duke. But I think there's a little bit of that going on where this team, just a lot of new faces, guys need time to figure out that chemistry, figure out roles on the team and to mesh. So I, th- I think, you know, traditionally Coach Richmond's teams have really peaked uh, in the latter part of February and March. Mm-hmm. So hopefully with the Summit League coming up and the chance to play a bunch of games at home, They'll figure that out. They'll have to. They'll have to because it'll be if they don't, it's going to be a really, really rough season that Bison basketball fans are unaccustomed to, given the level of success that this program has had. North Dakota State likes to uh, accentuate uh, the positive and uh, those that are here, but those that are not here are just killing me. Swan Sam Greasel is in the starting five at Nebraska. Tyree Eadie is what North Texas or something like that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where Rocky is at right now, but boy, you sure use Rock in the middle right now. 
Yeah, when you lose 80% of your scoring like that, three big ball players that had such a big role, it really allows teams, you know, Grant Nelson is having a solid year, but teams can kind of focus on him when you don't have that that maybe one-two punch that we've had in the past. In the Summit League, there's some really good mid-major basketball out there, so those those losses definitely hurt Dano when you don't have a Greasel and an Edie and a Cruiser that between the three of them had, you know, 12 years playing experience, playing experience for the Bison. Josh, and the NDSU and UND women's game, I mean, there was a time in history when uh, back in the D2 days, these would be two national championship contending teams that are playing. This year, rock-solid teams. I mean, that NDSU women and UND women at the at the top of the non-conference rankings from the Summit League. Yeah, those are two teams that you'd expect to see Monday night in the Summit League semifinal. I think both are playing at that kind of level and hats off. So Jory Collins brought in a bunch of new girls for his team too, and they've they've matched pretty well. And the the talent level there, um, hats off to Coach Collins. They're playing at a really high level right now, and it would be really nice to to get a big Summit League win at home. And that's if you're going to end up being a top three, top four seed in the Summit League, you need to take care of business at home. So it's a big game, even though we're just in December. It's a really big game for the Bison women. Heaven Hamling. Uh, the best player on the Bison basketball team and probably one of the top three women in the Summit League this year, really playing well. But this freshman that's starting, this L. Evans from Edwardsville, I think, uh, Illinois, a true freshman, really amazing player. Yeah, you're seeing, that's a really good point, Dan. When you're seeing in mid-major basketball, you can get players that can jump in and make a difference right away and contribute. So it's exciting when you have two players like that. Now, this is a team that can make some noise if they keep getting better and string together some wins here to start the conference season. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see them back playing on a Monday night in the Summit League semifinal come early March. Yeah, it's fun, especially when you get those younger players that fans can develop some familiarity with over the years. And I think that's a big part of what helps draw, draw fans to Shields Arena and to get butts in the seats when you get some of those names that players or fans can relate to and develop a following. So it is definitely exciting to see that. Josh Swanson heard it here, joining the KFTRO Morning Crew, switching to football. This time of year, I always uh, kind of try to keep my ears open. Are you seeing or hearing anything about um, Matt Entz being, uh, trying to be uh, stolen from NDSU to the next level? Not a word. Not a word. You know, his name has been on a lot of short lists that you see from national college football writers of somebody who could be um, a potential coach at a, even a power five, but it's been really quiet. I think when those dominoes start to fall, we'll be after bowl season. If some coaches start jumping ship, but you know, what we saw earlier with Scott Frost at Nebraska, a lot of these parts, and even in Wisconsin, you know, when they came their head coach, um, they like to get a guy in place. And then we see the domino effect where if they take a guy from maybe a group of five or a, another power five, the dominoes start to fall and there's openings. But as of right now, I haven't, I haven't heard a peep about them. Is that surprising? Any you? program that, a little bit, you know. I, I think I think eventually. Well, right now, I think Coach Ed could could definitely do what Coach Kleiman did to to coach at a a power five or a, a big time group of five. He's a really good football coach, and we saw that with all this year, especially. Might have yes. been one of his better coaching jobs with yeah. all the injuries, guys jumping into the transfer portal right before the playoffs to string together a bunch of wins like that. Um, I, I think Coach Ed is a heck of a football coach. Yeah, we do too. Uh, the matchup with uh, South Dakota State. Uh, a lot of people giving the uh, uh, edge to South Dakota State with the win of uh, over the Bison during the regular season, which isn't 
that abnormal, I guess. Uh, but the Bison are going to get some players back for the national championship. Do you have any inside track as to what those names might be, Swan? Yeah, kind of. Kind of the, the what what you're hearing out there, Dan, is that the only ones that will not be back are, are Hunter Lipke, who had that season-ending injury, and then uh, Sundell and Miller, two of our offensive linemen who've been injured for quite a while now. But outside of that, it sounds like it's all hands on deck, which is encouraging for North Dakota State, you know, especially the way they held it together against a really, really good incarnate word offense in the semifinals. And then you think back to that regular season contest where North Dakota State had that two-score lead at the half, should have been three scorers, but for uh, you know that personal foul and then an interception late in the second quarter. And NDSU hung there with South Dakota State. The offense just really couldn't get anything going in the second half, had a bunch of missed tackles. That defense is playing so much better, Code Green, than they were when they played SDSU in October. I don't expect the missed tackling to be an issue. And I, I think this Bison coaching staff is so, so good at preparing for games, having this three-week layoff where – you know, I know a lot of fans are concerned about Cam's 1-12 performance in the semifinals. I don't expect the Bison to struggle throwing the ball like they did against Incarnate Word. I think, you know, I, and I'm a homer admittedly, but I have a lot of reason for optimism. I think the Bison come out on top in uh, Frisco. Oh, I always enjoy the conversations with Josh Swanson. Heard it here. Now, you had last weekend off. Uh, you're going to go get back to work this uh, Saturday on 740 The Fans, Swanee? Yeah, we'll be cranking away, talking about the national championship game in a little more depth. So, yeah, Saturday morning, 8 o'clock, 7.40 a.m., the fan will be uh, getting after it. No no rest for the wicked, Doug. <laughs> Looking forward to it. And you'll hear UND, NDSU, the men's game Friday night, the women's game Saturday afternoon here.